When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome, one and all, to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert, and... I understand the excitement of these people, and I'll tell you what, let me just give you a little inside scoop on what it's like to do one of these shows, because everybody in Late Night talks about what's going on every day. You know, what you experience, we experience, and there is no better time. There is no time when there is more going on than a presidential election. This is, believe it or not, my seventh primary campaign, and there's nothing like this moment right now. We're just coming out of Iowa. Everyone's scrambling to make their mark in New Hampshire. The American people are riveted by the suspense. Nobody knows what's going to happen. The primary season is just starting. And I'm being told it's, it's over and it's Biden and Trump. Okay. <laughs> that was fast. Usually it takes, it takes longer than that. Sam, yes, it's Biden and Trump. Same two old men. This time even older. History is repeating itself, and if you need any more proof, Jon Stewart is back hosting The Daily Show. <laughs> Welcome back, John. Welcome back. Remember, this isn't some Apple TV project. This is The Daily Show. <laughs> so you're going to want to wear your cleanest gray T-shirt. <laughs> now, technically, there were some results last night in New Hampshire. Trump defeated Nikki Haley 54 to 43. It is the very first time he's ever been happy to see a woman in her 40s. (laughs) Now, with this win, with this win, many now see Trump's nomination as inevitable, but I don't think that Nikki Haley agrees. Here's how she reacted to losing by double digits. What a great night. God is so good. (laughs) Not to me, obviously, but... He's so... He created otters, and they're really cute. (laughs) Thank you. Haley acknowledged Trump's win, but vowed to stay in the race, and Trump did not like that. Today, I have to tell you, it was very interesting because I said, wow, what a great victory. And she was up, and I said, wow, she's doing, uh, like, a speech like she won. She didn't win. She lost. How dare she act like she won when she lost? I mean... What kind of maniac pretends they won when they really lost? Anyway, getting back to what I was. Look, this is the thing. I won in 2020. I'm still president right now. Hail to the me. Bing, 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 bong, bing, 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 bong, bing, <laughs> Trump just would not let it go. This is not your typical victory speech, but I felt I should do this because... I find in life, you can't let people get away with bull (laughs) Which reminds me, which reminds me, supplies are limited for my NFT trading cards. $99 a piece. If you buy 47, you get to watch me eat lunch over Zoom. (laughs) 
Haley's speech isn't the only thing that got under Trump's skin. So did her outfit. And when I watched her in the fancy dress that probably wasn't so fancy. Wow! <laughs> okay. Okay, mean girl. Nikki, that has got to be the fugliest dress I've ever seen. Was it half off at the loser store? U-G-L-Y, you ain't got no alibi. What does what U-G-L-Y spell? I know. Well. <laughs> Trump saved a little of his sass for New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu, who had endorsed Haley. You have the very, the now very unpopular governor of this state. This guy, he's got to be on something. I've never seen anybody with energy. He's like uh, hopscotch. He's, he really is losing it. That sentence makes absolutely no hopscotch. <laughs> Trump, uh, Trump also took a stroll down memory lane to say why he lost the race he says he won in 2020. They used COVID to cheat, and they did a lot of other things, too. We're not going to let that happen. And that's, still, and that's still going along. We don't forget. You can never forget history, because if you forget, you never, you never recover from it. And you repeat. You repeat. And we're not going to repeat. We're not. No. No, listen up. No, we're not going to repeat. And let me repeat that. No repeat. I can't believe you forgot the quote about forgetting history. We all know it actually goes, those who fail to learn from history are doomed to hopscotch. <laughs> so simple. <laughs> Over on the Democratic side, Joe Biden won the New Hampshire primary despite not even being on the ballot. <laughs> Woo! Feel! Feel the Joe-mentum! Get with the Joe Graham. He's the only option to prevent a Joe-talitarian takeover. <laughs> Joe the humanity. <laughs> Biden beat the handful of candidates who were on the ballot, including Minnesota congressman and failed David Duchovny clone who escaped the lab. <laughs> Dean Phillips. Phillips lost by 36 points, but he was gracious in his concession speech. Kind of. Congratulations to President Biden, who won absolutely won tonight, but by no means in a way that a strong incumbent president should, but I respect him. He won. Really? You're dissing the guy who just curb-stomped you without being on the ballot? It's not a great look. It's like coming home with a black eye and saying, you should see the other guy. He's 81 years old, didn't show up, and still kicked my ass. <laughs> now... Come on. Other candidates Biden defeated include, and this is real, a guy named President Body. Well, I'm sorry. America already has a President Body, and his name is Jeremy Allen White. Jimmy! Jimmy, take that down and print it out and give it to my trainer. I want those rib abs, those things up here, these little muscle. Looks like a Sloth is trying to hold you back, right? Up. <laughs> of course, it wouldn't be a New Hampshire primary without my favorite perennial candidate, and again, he is real, Vermin Supreme. <laughs> I know you're asking, and no, you're not supposed to wear a head boot after Labor Day. <laughs> Vermin 
is a bit of an unusual candidate. This is his ninth presidential election, and his platform includes free ponies for all Americans and using zombies to create energy by harnessing the latest in hamster wheel technology. All right. Ha ha. Ha ha. Very funny, but that is ridiculous. We all know what a serious candidate's clean energy policy sounds like. Over the seas, and it comes right over our land. And then they want us to have clean. I say, wait a minute, we, we're going to be clean, but it's all flying. Just remember that. Does that make sense? No. <laughs> no. I'll actually go with the guy with the free ponies and the boot on his head. <laughs> now, we might, have, we might have learned the reason why Trump talks like a guy with no pants on a subway car. <laughs> because according to a new investigation by the Defense Department, during the Trump administration, the White House pharmacy engaged in improper medical practices including preparing packets of controlled medications to be handed out to the White House staff. Apparently, prescription drugs were treated so lightly in Trump's White House that ahead of overseas trips, the staff would prepare packets of Ambien and a powerful stimulant called ProVigil in a Ziploc bag. And one pharmacy staff member was asked if I could hook up one White House staffer with some ProVigil as a parting gift for leaving the White House. Drugs? For retirement? That's not right. This is the White House. You're supposed to get a box of nuclear secrets. <laughs> now, if you're, if you're not familiar with ProVigil, I am. You see, when we were filming in Russia, was it seven years ago? Seven years ago. We went over there and shot for a week. Uh, we had to, like, fly overnight, get right off the plane, and directly go into 14-hour shoot days for a week. So I got a prescription uh, for ProVigil for the jet lag. And I guess you're not supposed to take it every day because <laughs> when I got back stateside, uh, I took a shower, uh, put on my jammies, got into bed, pulled up the covers, and sang, Ray Charles, you don't know me for five hours straight. <laughs> it's a true story. Evie wasn't around. She was in South Carolina. I don't know why I kept singing that song for five hours straight, but I couldn't stop. About three hours in, got a little panicky, started crying. Eventually... <laughs> Eventually, I went to sleep on the bathroom floor, and when I woke up, I was fine. The point is, do you have any ProVigil? <laughs> you give your hand to me, and then you say hello. Anyway, looks like they were passing out a lot of the stuff at the White House, and it wasn't cheap. Investigators also found out that the White House pharmacy spent taxpayer money dispensing pricey brand-name drugs rather than generic equivalents. Yeah, they had to have ProVigil. They thought they were too good for the generic Kirkland Signature Scream Powder. Mm, delicious. Oh, there's, a, there's an update about our nation's problematic airplanes. You see, after a, a door plug just flew out of one of the planes mid-flight earlier this month, Alaska Air uh, checked its other Boeing aircrafts, and we just learned they found many loose bolts. Not a phrase you ever really want to hear. It's like checking the ingredients of a pint of Haagen-Dazs and seeing many loose bolts. <laughs> In response to the findings, the CEO said, I'm more than frustrated and disappointed. I am angry. Well, sure, his country suffered a big shock. He's just going through the stages of grief. Denial, anger, popping sound, cold draft. Oh, crap, the window. Hold on to something. Ah! We got a great show for you tonight. Austin Butler.
Please. My first guest tonight is an actor you know from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Elvis. He now stars in the limited series Masters of the Air. Pilot to Navigator, we got just under 600 gallons left. Can I get us to Africa? No, Major. It looks like we might need more like 750 at present speed. We've been waking fuel since the IP. Roger. Lead pilot to crew. We need to stretch our range as much as possible. Dump everything, now bolted down. Bomb sight, guns, ammo, everything. Bombardier pilot! You saved my bomb sight! We're over water, Norm. Won't get it. Let it go. Please welcome to The Late Show, Austin Butler. It's uh, lovely to meet you. I, I didn't get a chance to talk to you for Elvis, but good gracious, what a tremendous performance. Oh, thank you. You really captured sort of the larger-than-life quality. It was extraordinary. But now, now, I understand Masters of the Air, this is where we're to see, was the first thing you did after Elvis. Was there any overlap? And how, how, did, you, how did you get involved in this right after? I started a week after. I, I had a week off after Elvis. How long did you I, work on Elvis? It was a long shoot. Three years. Three, so three, three years. years is the king, and then straight over to this. Yeah. How was, did that happen? It, it was almost too fast. You okay. Know? But I, I was having dinner with Tom Hanks in Australia. Yeah. And he was sort of joking, saying, you're going to lose your mind when you finish this, you know, three years of your life focused on this one thing. Uh, you're going to have to find something else to jump right into right afterward. And the other producer, Pat McCormick, who is a good friend of mine, he said, well, Tom, find him something to do. And, and then Tom said, well, I got this World War II thing I'm working on. And I, was, <laughs> I just happened to have it here. Yeah, Science it's just contract. right here. <laughs> yeah. Well, what was that trans... Three years uh, of Elvis, I mean, in... That must have been intense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, There's a lot. All right. And then, so what was <laughs> that transition like? <laughs> what was that transition like? Yeah. Be- becoming, doing into this? Like, was it hard to let go? Yeah, I mean, I was just trying to remember who I was. I was trying to remember, you know, wow. what I like to do. And, and I, all I thought about was Elvis for three years. Mm-hmm. And then I had that week off. And then I flew to London. <laughs> and then I, I, at that time, it's COVID, so I'm quarantined for 10 days. Yes. And I thought, all right, just pour all this energy into learning about World War II now. Right. How would Elvis Bandit fly a plane? Brother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I had a dialect coach just to help me not sound like Elvis. Oh, wow. Oh, wow! I, yeah, that was that was the whole thing. Well, um, <laughs> the you know the show is you know it's all about these pilots uh, based in London, yeah. very dangerous missions uh, over the European theater. Um, did you did you learn to fly a plane? How deeply did you go into character? I, I at the time I really believed I could fly a plane. <laughs> I, I you know, but now I realize it was a B seventeen. Sure. It's not, you know, if, if we're flying, you know, and, and... Did you take lessons? Yeah, we had a pilot there who, who taught us. And, wow. And we had flight simulators. Okay. You know, but so in a pinch, like, the pilot's passed out. They're like, I, I play a pilot. Could you... <laughs> I, I could let me out there. be safe, but I would... No. I think I have the confidence. Right. Yeah. I, th- you, I think you a have... Tom not... Cruise would probably be a lot better. Tom Cruise I flies think. planes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would trust him for sure. Right. But you have enough confidence that you could convince other people you could fly a plane. I like to think so. So all the way down to, like, the ground, they'd be going, this is going to work. Yeah, yeah. I feel good about this. Mm-hmm. 
What yeah. did you, when you, so you did all this intense research. Is this a real person yeah, that you're is. playing? Yeah. Who is the man that you're playing? His name was Buck Clevin. Buck he, Clevin. Yeah, his, what a his great... real name was Gail, Gail Clevin, but they called him Buck. Uh-huh. And he, uh, he was such a brave man. He joined up before Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. And, um... Did he know something was coming? You could, uh, you almost feel it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he, he... What, so did, he what was... did Buck Clevin know and when did he know it is exactly. what I want to know. That's the question. So he signs up before. Okay. Signs up before. And he, uh, and he was, I mean, the thing that I didn't know, I, I, I knew a lot about World War II, but what the 100th Bomb Group was doing at that time mm-hmm. to stop Hitler, mm-hmm. the, 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 that original 100th Bomb Group, 77% of them didn't make it back. So wow. that statistically, what they were going into was the most volatile situation a human being could put themselves in. They're... they're it's negative 50 degrees up there. There's flak. There's there's anti-aircraft. You know, fire. There's um, fighter pilots. It's so incredibly dangerous. Do you know how many missions he flew? He. I don't want to spoil it. Okay, then don't. I don't want to spoil then it, don't. It's part then, of the please. show. No, don't tell me anything. But yeah, the the idea let's was not talk they anymore. try to get to 25. <laughs> yeah. Let's just get let's out just of here. no. Just right. we'll just sit and we'll uh-huh. we'll just stare. Uh-huh. I'll ask you this. No, I understand. Okay. I was kind of hesitant yeah. to ask because I don't want to give away an ending yeah, or anything like that. I don't want to know if he spoil. makes it through the war or anything like that. Yeah. How about this? When you were studying it, imagine, like, especially in that, 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 the beginning period of time when you wanted to sort of shake off Elvis and get into Buck, yeah. and you did research about World War II, was there anything that, because that, you're a, a young man, is there anything that you learned about World War II that surprised you? I mean, I mean, to me, because I was playing this pilot, it was that, it was the statistics of it. Yeah. It was the fact that I didn't... I didn't think that what they were doing up there was as scary as what was happening on the ground. But mm-hmm. when I started to do that research and talk to the pilots, and a few of them are still alive, and I, I, I got the, the chance to talk to them, and they talked about how terrifying it was when you were in that plane. Well, you got to talk to these yeah. men because they've got to be in their late 90s. If 102. Still... Uh, 102? Yeah. L- Lucky is 101 and three quarters. I'm sorry, what's his name? Lucky Luckadoo. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, amazing. <laughs> I thought Buck Clavin was a good name. Yeah. Lucky, Lucky just, just got the best right there. And there was another. There was another veteran who was there when I when I met Lucky, and he was a hundred. And Lucky goes, Ah, he's just a kid. <laughs> About the other guy. <laughs> More with Austin Butler after this. Hey, everybody! We're back here with the star of Masters of the Air, Austin Butler. Well, I, I, I have to ask you, legally, I have mm-hmm. to ask you about Dune. Yeah. Because part two is coming out in March, mm-hmm. and you are playing um, uh, one of the Harkonnens. Yeah. And uh, Fade Ralpha. Yeah. Uh, and a real bad guy. Yeah. Basically like a, a, a counterpart, a, an opposite number yeah. for Paul Atreides. Yeah, and, and sort of two rival. sides of the same coin. Exactly. Here, here you are. You look, look at you. And that's, Did they wax demonic. your eyebrows off, or is that? Yeah, just, that looks just painful. take it all off. Yeah. Well, um, uh, did, were you familiar with the book before you did it? Yeah, I read the book when I was about 15. Perfect time. And then the I book. reread it again. When did you first read it? Uh, around then, 13, yeah. 15, something like that. Yeah. Did you think, like, I am Paul Atreides? Did you ever think, like, did you try to, yeah, like, I do mean, things with your mind and yeah, everything? Yeah. Sure. Try to use the voice and. Sure. Yeah. Give yeah. me that water. Yeah, yeah. Um, and of course, in the in the David Lynch version there of this, uh, the p- same part you played or was played by Sting. I mean, that's pretty sexy, right here. 
Did you think about, did, are you wearing we just, any cod piece at all? We traded the cod piece for a bald head. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it felt right. Have you, um, have you seen it? Have you seen the side of the Doom? film? Have you seen the new yeah. Doom? You've yeah, seen, seen it? it? Yeah, it's extraordinary. Just tell me what you tell me. Okay, great. Yeah. Did y'all hear what he said? <laughs> no? It was a big secret, now I know big it. Big secret. Because what was it like to go into that group of people? Because in the first movie, Dune Part One, has been called by none other than Stephen Colbert as the greatest adaptation of a science fiction novel wow. of all time. It's wow, such a per huge. to me, I think that movie captures what it feels like to read the book. It's got the atmosphere yeah, yeah. perfectly, not just the event. Yeah, I mean, Denis Villeneuve is just one of the greatest directors that you'll ever. Mm -hmm half, you know, and... And, and, a, and a, a murderer's row of a cast. Oh like, God, unbelievable people. The cast is just the best. Yeah. And now we have Christopher Walken. Sure. And now Florence Pugh. It's, it's amazing who, who's coming into this film. I feel yeah. so honored to be a part of it. Well, um, in recent years, your films have taken you all over the world. You, yeah. you were in Australia for Elvis. You were in Budapest for Dune. You were in London for Masters of the Air. Mm -hmm. Do you have a favorite place... Because I know some actors who say, I kind of take the part based on where I get to live while I'm doing the yeah. movie. Do you have a favorite place to shoot? I, you know, it's between Australia and London for me. I, I had mm -hmm. such a great time in Australia. Um, but I was so focused on that film out there. In London, I actually got to, uh, like I say, I was just trying to remember who I was. So it was, it was a time where I said, you know, I'm going to take time away from the job. Mm -hmm. I'm going to ride a bike through London. I'm going to pick up hobbies. I started doing pottery in London, oh, yeah? and I loved that. Yeah. Yeah, so just well, started Australia picking up Well, Australia was during COVID, too, right? So yeah. you couldn't really do much at all. Not, not really. I mean, Tom Hanks kicked it off. And, sure. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we had to stop. Yes. And shut down production. Tom Hanks got COVID, so the rest of us would take it seriously. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Austin, thanks so much for Thank being you. here. Lovely to meet you. <laughs> Masters of the Air premieres Friday on Apple TV+. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey there, it's Michael Costa from The Daily Show on Comedy Central. Ever wonder what happens behind the scenes or want to catch some extended interviews? Well, now you can. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition podcast for full episodes, extended content, and a whole lot more. The Daily Show, Ears Edition is available wherever you get your podcasts.